And welcome to the Woods Water Mizzou podcast, episode number 11. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me as always, I have Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Doing well. Well, fellas, uh, it was opening uh, day of rifle season across the state of Missouri last Saturday. So hopefully y'all were hunting and did not do what I did and sat in front of a TV and turned it on CBS at 11 o'clock. And watched our Missouri Tigers go to Knoxville and just get beat. It was a good game first half. But Tigers ended up losing 66-24. Oh, my gosh. Just (laughs) 38 unanswered points. Uh, Mercy. Yes. I was 724 yards given up. Uh, 33 first downs. Is that more than last year? Yeah, I think it is. I think so, too. We we did win the time of possession at 34 minutes to their 26. Oh, that's, that's, matter. <laughs> that's honestly even worse, like, yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we just get into it. It's just – yeah. I don't know, Skeeter. I guess I could lie to you and say, oh, yeah, I did hunt. But, no, I, I watched the game um, and paid real close attention to the first half, of course, because it was close. Um, but, yeah, then it got out of hand, and then I'm sitting there thinking, man, I should have taken advantage of it being an away game and <laughs> going to the woods. Yeah. I, uh, I hunted in the morning, and um, I came back for lunch. I – I saw a little bit of the score of the game, and I think my, my, my thought was I missed an entire South Carolina game in a tree stand, so I figured if I just left and, and hunted, it would be better. But that didn't work out very well. <laughs> well, the, the first half, uh, that was the best half of uh, Brady Cook's tenure as Mizzou quarterback. Uh, he was running the ball really effective. I don't know if it was play calling or just the reads he was doing. Uh, and he, was, he had some really good passes, some really good touch on a couple passes. Uh, but that obviously fell apart in the second half as we didn't uh, – well, we, we scored the touchdown in the third quarter, but it was not a game by that point. We're getting out of the hand at that point. But, yeah, I do want to. I want to talk about a point that I brought up earlier in the season about about Brady Cook. Um, you know, I've noticed that in this game, you know, he played real well. I'll flat out. You know what? I'll, I'll even say he played good. Um, and it that Tennessee team is just so good. And you got to give credit where credits due. But I've seen Brady Cook play play to the level of competition that we're up against. We saw it in, you know, uh, Abilene Christian. We saw it against Georgia. He played, you know, played his ass off against Georgia. Um, and then, you know, plays his ass off against Tennessee. But then, you know, there's the Florida game. And then there, you know what I mean? There's just been opportunities for, for us to win that it, it, it's like he can't quite get over that hill. Totally. He is the ultimate game manager, and I think if our O-line was better, and I think if uh, play calling 
you know, was a little bit better, I think we wouldn't be as upset, Brady Cook. But you're right. When we need a quarterback at this point in time who is able to get out, close the game, win the game, and Cook's not that guy. Yeah, uh, South use... Carolina, for example, played well. We didn't need him. Uh, Cody won that game for us on offensive side. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Schrader, Schrader was the guy. Uh, Cook isn't that he's he, to me. I'm a Chiefs fan. He is Alex Smith. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> as long as you don't turn the ball over, as long as you can manage the game and just yeah. not screw up, you can you can get a win. No. We went as again Chiefs thing. We went an entire season without throwing a touchdown pass to a wide receiver. People oh, forget my. that because we got good with with Smith towards the end because Tyreek Hill showed up, you know. But right. pre Tyreek Hill, we were terrible, and Alex Smith was terrible. And what I'm saying is, without all the stars around him, Alex Smith was hot garbage, and that's <laughs> that's kind of what we have here with Cook. Is it's just all the stars aren't lined up, and so this is kind of what we're getting. I think he could be, but he's not like. Mahomes, where he takes us over to the next level. Yes. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do need our Mahomes. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but we do need our Mahomes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would take 50 year old Drew Brees right now and put him <laughs> on the Saints and be happy. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Compared to what we have, so. Uh, <laughs> The one thing that did surprise me in this game, the Tennessee fan base took the comments Drinkwitz said on the Jim Rome show very personal and said he was running his mouth, calling them out. Like they didn't cheat? Right. They did everything he said. Yeah. It's not like they were denying it. They just took offense that somebody called them out on it. Yeah. I mean... it wasn't some wild, <laughs> baseless accusation. Right. Well, if anything, like, I feel like Drinkwitz was making fun of himself in that moment. Like, don't talk about my record yet. Right. You know, That's like, exactly what it was. It, it uh, wasn't near the uh, the slight they made it out to be. But they're they're crazy people. Can I, can I tell a Tennessee story real quick? Go uh, ahead. Last season at home, we just got ruined by them. Uh, I was up there in the Tiger deck, uh, and there's was much there was a family from Tennessee who looked like the picture of Tennessee. And they had uh, two little girls, probably five and six, and they were telling their girls to go over to us Mizzou fans who were obviously upset what was happening and poke fun at us. Because you can't do nothing to do like a six-year-old, seven-year-old little girl, right? Like that's, you know. <laughs> so they would oh, – wow. I, I watched the dad tell her what to say, and then they go over to these like this nice Mizzou couple who was mind their business – and they'd be like, nah, nah, boo-boo, you guys, look at the score. You guys are losing. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, my God, you guys suck so bad. I hate your whole fan base so hard. I would be Santa Claus is not real. Easter Bunny's <laughs> not real. Your mom and dad have lied to you. Everything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're adopted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, you're not going to send your kids over here and ruin my day. I'm fixing to turn this back on you, sucker. Oh, man. They were too far for me to get to me, but God bless the Mizzou fans in front of me that were just smiling and taking it. Well, up, updated SCE standings. Uh, Georgia 7-0, and Tennessee 5-1, and Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina 3-4, and Mizzou 2-5, and Vanderbilt 1-5. Uh, you alluded to it. 
a little bit there, Cole. You know, Florida, uh, Kentucky were all winnable games. Auburn was definitely a winnable game. Hell, even Georgia was a winnable game. Uh, maybe not on by the experts, but that game was winnable the way we played. Uh, we led we, deep in the fourth quarter. Of course, it was winnable, right? Yeah, we we very. I mean, it, it sucks to sit here and say woulda, coulda, shoulda, but man, this is a huh. that uh, that is the story of this season, right? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, that is because we're not as bad as our record shows, but maybe but maybe we are because we can't. We we didn't close so many games out. It's a, yeah. a year of reminiscing for me and to think like we're possibly just two games left. Uh, hopefully we, we get that bowl game, but I'm not holding my breath with this team. Yeah. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, you know, I obviously if we see the defense that showed up this past Saturday, um, either this weekend or, Against Arkansas, uh, no, it's it's not within reach at all. Um, even against New Mexico State, like it, I just I don't even want to think about us getting to that point. But <clears throat> I, I I want to yeah, let's not let's just not even go there yet. Um, I I think we need to put up a poll or something like that on uh, on Twitter to see you know if you could if Mizzou fans could uh, wave the magic wand and get one of those games back between you know Kentucky, Florida. Auburn, obviously Georgia. I think Georgia would win that one, so maybe not even include that one. But, you know, um, if you could just have one of those games back, man, to, you know, get us off second to last in the SEC East, it would just, I don't know, man, it would make things much more bearable. Um, you know, looking at us going potentially seven and five if we end out, or, you know, if we went out rather than just six and six, it, uh, I don't know. It's kind of depressing to think about. Maybe I should quit, <laughs> quit thinking about it. It's, it's been frustrating. Well, the the good piece of football news, I did see where Chad Bailey uh, is not walking at senior day this coming week. Uh, he's coming back next year, and that's, that's huge. That is yes. huge. Uh, dude has been playing really good at linebacker. And so – I'm excited to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's he's done really well in Baker's system, and I, I'm excited to have him back. I think we have a lot of young guys that fill some spots, but, man, I'm not upset about keeping a guy who already knows the whole system. Absolutely. And then um, since we're on football, let's go ahead and pre talk about uh, this coming week. It is New Mexico State this coming Saturday. Uh my computer's showing 6.30. Is that right? That is right. Yep. It's that prime time. It's going to be cold. Yeah. It is going to be cold. It's going to be like, I'd say in the high 20s at kickoff. We're favored by 29, uh, over under at 46 and a half. Uh, all I can say is if you're, if you're able to weather the weather, show up and uh, I know we'll have one more home game afterwards, but continue to show up and uh, there's mojo building behind the program. I feel like I hope it's 
we're right there at the tipping point. I hope this is not the what drink what's going to be known for as this time with Mizzou is, you know, the the old man with the fishing pole at the shoe store or whatever, and he's like, oh, you yeah. almost had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, let, let's hope that it does turn and – these these close losses turning into close wins and then eventually into us giving ass kickings Tennessee gave us last week. Yeah, I'll just say I'll just put it like this and then we can kinda, you know, look forward to I don't know if there's that much to cover on the uh on the preview of the New Mexico State game, but these these next two games, the way Drinkwitz finishes Drinkwitz and, and the team um finishes the season is gonna be it's going to be huge. You know, if you build momentum going to the off season, you know, when these two games or looking at a bowl game, um, you know, the sec is way down this year. So you have a potential to secure a pretty decent bowl. Um, you know, if, if Vandy loses out and, you know, A&M's already mathematically eliminated from getting a bowl. So I think there's 12 slots for bowls for sec teams. So, um, depending on how some of the others go, um, it could just, it could be it, – it's huge. It really is. It's huge to to build that momentum um, these last two games and then hopefully a bowl game going into the offseason. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's a show-me state, so, you know, you're going to have to show us. I know it's cliche, but you're going to have to show well, us. I, I feel this team has the right leaders on it, and as bad and frustrating as it is has been for us fans, uh, they still show up fight each week and uh, I believe they're still going to give it their all and compete all the way down until the, the clock strikes zero on the season so if you're if you're able to sit in the cold make it to the game this weekend please go that's about all I have to say for the yeah. game uh, we'll be like me and, and cheerful I haven't gotten a deer all season and you're going to spend all your time hunting that day <laughs> yeah. there you go. get you dear brother oh it's been a rough season um i uh so i want to lose some skiers at skiers at seven that i i wanted to kind of touch on the team culture hasn't faded and this this has been a really disappointing season there's been a lot of knocks this team's taken but it, i don't see the guys on twitter complaining and like turning on each other it seems like this is still a really good group and everyone's still bought in and that is the opposite of what we saw in 2019 when the season took a, a hard turn. You remember that when yeah, uh, yeah. there was the whole Albert Owen, uh, uh Bryant thing, and there was just a lot going on, and a lot of guys were unhappy. Um, and you could tell because the team just free-falled from, what were we, like five and one, and then we lost the next five or four straight or something like that. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen that. I think that's a good, strong locker room because – this has been – I can see how this would be a testing. I, I can see how this season would be test for a locker room. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, it, um, it is good to see that, you know, I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's that, you know, we have the the core players that we've kind of been looking for. But I would agree with you. It um, It is, you know, um, encouraging, you know, to see that, that these guys are still kind of locked in and, um, you know, fighting each week. Well, let's go ahead and transition into uh, basketball since Case says this is a basketball podcast. It's basketball podcast. Uh, we've had 
last week when we talked, we were 1-0. and And since then, we've had three games. And I'm sitting here looking at the updated SEC standings. And uh, started from the bottom looking up. And you got to go all the way to the top to find our Mizzou Tigers. As we're the only ones to play four games. And we are 4-0. and uh, Averaging 90 points a game. <laughs> Never thought I'd see that after no. the last couple seasons. No, not even a little bit. Can can we merge this offense with our football <laughs> defense pre Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> I need some of the mojo from Missouri to rub off on Pharrell. Yeah, no yeah. Um, but no, I I have I've watched every single game. Um, I'm just you know, but like kind of really into Mizzou sports. But, man, I really, really like this team. I think uh, – let's talk about culture again. I had not seen this out of previous Mizzou teams. This is a, a Dennis Gates thing. Anytime a foul's made, good or bad, anytime there's a call, good or bad, uh, he's obviously taught these guys, the captain on the floor, almost like a hockey team. He grabs all the boys, and they, they huddle. They huddle right there where the play was made, and they discuss what happened and what they're going to do next. And I think that is awesome. That is uh, – that is – he he gets these guys to play as a team, and I think uh, I think Gates can do big things. I shouldn't get too far ahead of myself, but uh, I'm just I really like what I'm seeing. They're fun to watch. They're fast. They're fast in transition. They're really small, so we get beat up down low a lot. But that's he had to rebuild his entire team. Uh, yeah. No one stayed besides the Browns and the Gray, right? Yep. Uh, so we had to really build a whole new team. I, I, I really I love watching this team. I get so excited uh, coming home from work and going to the Mizzou basketball game that night. Like it's it really gets me amped. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's exciting. Um, I was gonna comment kind of on that culture thing. I noticed in the uh, in the home opener game, um, I was you know at that game. I know we already discussed it, but the uh, the the assistants and like your um, not coaching assistants, but you know the it looks like either graduate assistants or, you know, student assistants or managers or whatever, you know, the guys that are bringing the, uh, the chairs out on the court for, you know, 30 second timeout or something like that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the ones like starting chants in the, in the bench is, you know, doing the defense chant or, you know, something like that. I mean, you don't, you don't, you see that in like high school, but you don't see that in, you know, power five D one. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a really good uh, way to, and, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, big thing what, I mentioned what about I that like team. About it, go ahead. Oh, nope, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. But I, I was just going to say, you know, I've been busy with life stuff, and then I've kind of followed along, but I haven't got to sit down and actually watch. But uh, looking at the box scores, like it's, it's a team that seems you're, you're not going to be able to just shut Kobe Brown down and win, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, last year when we went to Arkansas and I watched that, they literally put like two or three guys on him and we couldn't do anything the rest, you know, the other four guys on the court. So the, the concept and the way he's mixing and matching lineups, I know everybody was upset. Uh, there were a lot of people upset. Mosley didn't play a lot. Uh, was it against Lindenwood or Penn? But, uh, you yeah. know, like if he's giving other guys minutes and letting them get familiar with each other, because you never know when injuries happen. 
when foul trouble happens. These are the games you you let these you know role players build that chemistry with other you know you mesh your team. And so I like what he's doing. It, we may be giving up some points doing this, you know, not yeah. not really honing in on team defense just yet. But I mean, we scored 105 last night. Last night was kind of a, a really coming together game. Uh, something you just mentioned happened where uh, Kobe got two fouls extremely quickly. Shaw came in. He got two fouls, two fouls, two bad fouls really quickly as well. So he did not play uh, Shaw or Kobe literally the majority of the first half. He went yeah. small ball uh, almost the entire first half. And we, we came out with a 20 point or like a some 17 point lead, I think. Uh, at, in the first half, and a big part of it was because he made the guys figure out what they're going to do, and he just they pressured at the half court because they knew they had no one big behind them, and I'll be damned if it, it didn't work. You know what I mean? Uh, they they caused a ton of turnovers last night, and they found a way to play without Kobe Brown. Now again, I know uh, SIUE is not Arkansas, but like you said, it's good to figure this out now, and they figure out a way yeah. where if they lose those big guys soon. How they're gonna play, and they made threes. Uh, you know, Hodge went off thirty points last night. Um, it was, it was. They they did a great job of playing without those guys and making things work. Yeah, you yep. mentioned Hodge. Went off. You mentioned Hodge went off last night. Um, what was it Kobe Brown or no Noah Carter? Um, Noah had twenty eight against Lynn uh, or Penn. Yeah, and then. Um, Kobe Kobe had high twenties against um, ISU, and so anyway, it's just good to see that you know you have somebody, a different person. It's not just one person consistently every single time. That's yeah, you know, scoring you know scoring those uh, that that amount of points you know that uh, that frequently, I guess. Yeah, it's not one guy doing it all, right? Well, Which also, is, also all four games, all four games we've had team totals of assists over twenty assists. Uh, yeah, that's that's great to see that you know the ball is moving. It's not ISO. It's not I'm a superstar. Get out of my way. Let me run this and throw up a shot. You know. Yeah. It is. Uh, let's try to wear them down. Let's if something's there, take it. If not, get the ball to somebody else that might have something open. So, I think uh, I think Dennis even said in his presser after the game last night that he told him to shoot. Maybe a little more aggressive. They're passing too much, even. So yeah, he definitely got that um, team feel there. That's crazy. You never hear that. From you never hear always, that. It's no. always pass the ball more. Yeah, he told he told Isaiah to get more aggressive last night and start taking shots. He also said something cool where um, Hodge he pulled Hodge out of the game and Hodge didn't think he should have been pulled, and then. Um, it went on that Hodge should like basically they scored. Hodge should have stayed in, and uh, he told Hodge he's like, "Hey, if you see something, you feel that, let me know." He's like, I won't like you know. I basically what he said was, "If I'm taking you out, you feel like you shouldn't be taken out. Tell me, and uh, I can work with you like that." So I thought I was interested where he wants feedback from his guys like that constantly, and he's not like a, uh, a authoritarian type coach. Yeah. Well, another player that stuck out to me is uh go million that dude seems to be uh it may just be a little bit of highlights i get to see but uh he seems to be all over the place and really 
seems to be like the heartbeat or energy when he's on the floor. It's a great way to describe it. Yeah. I, I didn't think he'd be, I didn't know he'd be this good. I know it sounds mean, but I, I had no idea how he's really good. He is, he is energy 24 seven. He, uh, he's team leader out there and he can shoot. I didn't know he could yeah. shoot this well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I'm, just, I'm looking at some stats here. It's kind of crazy just to see um, through four games. We've had 85 assists. So I guess to the map, a little over 21 assists a game. That's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, no, it's, it's a crazy high amount. It's good to see, for sure. It's a fun team. Everyone who watched Mizzou basketball, it's a fun team. Uh, I think we cannot – we haven't mentioned our big like, – so this is all a new team. We're meeting these guys. We're learning who they are. And we found out there is one of us on the team. That's right. Well, Cole, Cole, you've had the most uh, reach with them. Why don't I you say it? Yeah. about that. Um... Uh, it's it's pretty crazy, but uh, Noah Carter. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Maybe one of you guys can pull it up. But Power Mizzou had tweeted that. Uh, oh, I got it. Right I guess here. yeah. Noah Carter had asked um, Coach Gates when he came to Missouri that if he could bring his bow for <laughs> to deer hunt. Dennis and, Gates. Uh, Noah Carter asked if he could bring his bow to go deer hunting. He's going to fit right in at Mizzou. Exactly. And <laughs> so I I had uh, I quote tweeted that, and I was like, Noah, you can. Uh, you, I'd be honored to share a, a tree stand with you or something like that. And he liked it, followed me back. And yeah, ever since then, we've been in touch. Um, we were supposed to go bow hunting tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I was just going to take him out to some public land. And since he's obviously not from the state, just kind of, you know, show him around and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think we definitely intend on, last we had talked was sometime this weekend, we were going to try and get together. Um, to do a little bow hunt. So yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I even told him that I was like, you know, it's, it's just cool to see. Um, I feel like it's maybe more common in football that you would have, you know, a, a outdoorsman or a deer hunter specifically, but to have a, uh, to have a basketball player, that's a very avid outdoorsman and is interested in bow hunting. I mean, bow hunting is a pretty cliche or a pretty niche, not cliche. Yeah. Niche, um, a niche group. And to have someone like that, that, not only ask the head coach, hey, uh, hey, coach, appreciate the opportunity for, to uh, come play basketball for you, but uh, can I bring my bow with me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that won him over in my eyes and me. Like, that's my guy now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a cool. Carter guy through and through now. Yeah, so, well, and I think you and I had tweeted that uh, hopefully some of his merch, he's going to get some camo, some camo merch um, for, you know, part of his NIL stuff, so. If he does, I'm I'm gonna get some for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll buy that for sure. <laughs> Pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll see if if that ends up uh, if that ends up happening. I will definitely you know get a picture with him, and hopefully we'll have a grip and grin to to post and you know be able to you know show the world. He he has agreed. Um, and Skeeter, if you want to cut this out, you can. But uh, he has agreed to come on the podcast. So hopefully we can get him on. Um, amongst you know the season and practice and you know hunting and all that for quick interview just for him to kind of tell his story and you know what got him into the outdoors and you know what brought him to mizzou all that good stuff love to have him that'd be cool that's exciting well our first our first big guest <laughs> oh for sure hey i, I don't want to discredit greg miller for coming on no, uh, no, no that's right. you're right I, yeah i take that back. i take that back <laughs> mr miller he was awesome big fan and, of his son 
Mr. Lucas Bond last week coming on for the state and kind of going over, uh, you know, what rule changes and the mandatory testing. And I'm going to lead right into that, unless y'all have anything else to add on the basketball. I was going to lead right into the numbers that they reported for opening firearms weekend. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Any either one of y'all want to have a guess on uh, the total number of deer harvested uh, on opening uh, rifle? That'd just be Saturday, no. Sunday. Is it a is it a four or a five digit number? Five. Mm. Five. I'll say uh eighty three hundred. Give me the over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like the guy on uh, the Price is Right. One dollar. Yeah, One dollar. <laughs> right. I bet exactly. more than that. I was going to say ninety. Just give me anything over over eighty three. Well, it was it was ninety three three fifty five. All right. Uh, so I, I believe last year was eighty six thousand, if I remember right off the top of my head. So a little bit of eighty six hundred. You mean? Correct. Now, 86,000. 86,000. Last year on opening firearms weekend. So, uh, a little bit of an increase in harvest this year. And if you're a listener and you're in the state of Missouri, hopefully you're you're one of the 93,355 uh, harvested deer hunters. My nephew got his yeah. first buck, so that was an old deer camp. That was our big thing. So there's one of them. Was it a, a good buck? Like it was an eight pointer. It was, it was Platte County legal. Okay, it was, it was, it was good deer. Good deer for him. He was very excited. Yeah. Hey man, any kind of any first deer, man, you gotta be gotta yeah. be proud of that. I think he's taken does the last three years. Was his first ever buck. Good for him. Is he? It was youth season. No, well, he he hunted, but he didn't get anything youth. Uh, but he he got it uh, opening or no opening evening on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, Very he nice. would he would have got a buck on a youth season, but his uh, jerk ass uncle, bow hunter uncle, was sitting in the stand that had all those small bucks come through. He could have shot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I don't know how y'all are in your household, but uh, I'm not the big buck killer in my house. My daughter, 15 year old daughter has me beat with the buck she got last year in Louisiana. So, uh, it's funny how that happens, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, uh in-law family is the same way. Our, uh, our, our niece, my, my, my niece, my, my wife's niece, she has a, uh, a 10 point, which massive, just massive drop tines on it. That, uh, is the biggest deer in the family. And she's, was done. She shot that when she was eight, and was just done. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Hold on, Skeeter. I just realized this. You said ninety-three thousand deer. Yeah, ninety-three thousand. Holy! I was way off. That's I said okay. eighty-four. I said eighty. No, I said eighty-four hundred. Like eight thousand four hundred. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying eighty-four thousand. <laughs> no. Okay. Holy cow! I was way off. That's why I'm so blown away. Holy. Yes. Ninety-three thousand deer. Yes. Opening weekend. On opening I weekend. Never, I would never thought that, man. I'd like to see. Now I'm pulling it up. I'd like to know how many 
you know, licensed hunters I was out of. I mean, obviously it's, you know, the ones that telecheck, it's going to be, you know, one to one or, you know, if they take a buck in it or whatever, but. 55,000 were antler bucks, 7,000 were button bucks, 30,000 were does. Yeah, I see Franklin County. Yeah. 2,000, right. Texas County, and then Callaway County. That's Callaway County is right next to us, and boom. Callaway County always cool. does well with all now, their. Uh, question for you guys. I was always an impression that, like, the bigger, like, the biggest deer hunting part of Missouri was up around Iowa. But it looks like all the deer are taken out around St. Louis. Yeah, Franklin yeah, yeah. leads the state. Like, when it's the fall turkey hunting was mm-hmm. Franklin. Uh, deer harvest last year and up to this year has been Franklin. So there's something happening in Franklin County there. It certainly looks like it. Yeah, and Callaway was like that, too, with uh, deer last year and then spring turkey this year. Um, but I think that I'd like to know, and I have to look at a map and kind of go a little more in depth on it, but I think that has to do with, you know, um, you know, take a population like Boone County that you have Columbia, which, you know, 150,000 or so. And then, you know, you have Ashland, which is another 5,000. So you get those, you know, the, the towns. I, I don't know if there's that many big, um, you know, towns or cities in Franklin County. I mean, in Callaway, the biggest one would be like Fulton. Um, and then like maybe a Vaz. So, yeah, it makes me wonder too, you know, what the, what the harvest ratio would be private to public land too. That's good. That's a good question as well. I wonder what, uh, like Albany, Missouri, like that's always what I've been told is like the best deer. In fact, Chipper Jones hunts up there and so is Del Hardy Jr. So like if people like that are coming to rural, you know, Missouri in Gentry County, so they're hunting Gentry County. I wonder if there's not, any, there's nothing up there. Like Albany is the only city in that city. You can, you drive too fast, you'll miss it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I do want to, another portion of the uh, um, kind of outdoor segment here. Uh, avid listener, uh, super fan Phil, he, him and I talk pretty much daily. Um, he went duck hunting this past week and he said that they got into a whole mess of ducks. I think they did like a four or five man limit within like an hour. So they were, they were covered up in ducks. It was that first cold have, front that hit over, over, you know, opening weekend. We should maybe bring him on because I don't know anything about waterfowl hunting. He, yeah, I definitely plan on. He's a big uh, waterfowl guy and uh, predators. I so feel like there's probably a coyote. lot of waterfowl Mizzou fans that are just like, well, this podcast is nothing for me because these guys talk about deer the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, when Bruce comes, I will be your guy because that is that is my sport. That's mine right there. Me too, like, man. To, it's so much fun gosh it's so much fun it's the best i've never i've never got excited over birds i want to be able to go to my freezer for more than one meal off the shop <laughs> hey man uh, i need a little bit of meat big a big time you get some you get some meat off that bad boy. you do man you do and yeah. it's such an easy process you just breast it out take the legs off you're oh, about a bing bada boom you're done yeah yeah with well, thanksgiving well, coming up too if if uh if I get me a good old gobbler that comes in within range with a bow, I'm uh, I'm gonna make it happen for sure. Cause yeah, I don't know, it'd be pretty cool to do a wild bird for for Thanksgiving. I had a flock come through when I was sitting out. That was a day of the South Carolina game. I didn't take them because I I was afraid of messing up my brand new broadheads. 
Even with the deer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went hunting this weekend uh, one time, and it was Saturday evening. Uh, when I first got in the, the tree, the wind was just swirling. You know, felt like I was on a roller coaster hanging off the side on that climber because I was on the tall pine. But uh, everything that moved or sounded like was moving come over my left shoulder. Well, which is ideal for, for me being a right-handed shot to turn to my left. You know, it's, it's the easiest shot for me while yeah. sitting up there. But the problem with that was Thursday at work, I popped a, a muscle in my neck on my left side. So I don't know. There could have been a, a Boone and Crockett buck walking behind me over there. I don't have a clue. I was not able to turn and see. <laughs> Just put you a neck brace on and get out there. You'll be all right. Uh, I was trying to look back. I could, turn away. I could turn all the way to my right and see, but I could not turn to my left hardly at all. And uh, I, I was not able to see anything over my right that was that was making that sound. So I had absolutely no luck. Uh, Case, you said you went hunting, but just like you just did there, uh, you had the cough. Did you hear that? I tried to mute my mouth your microphone. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I got I got really sick after the Kentucky game. Um, I think I think I might have got a little something something from that. So I was sick as a dog all week, and then I didn't get much better by Saturday and Sunday. So I was coughing in a tree stand constantly. My father-in-law said you hear it from halfway across the woods. So that's probably not good. <laughs> he was in a tree stand. I was in one. He's like, you okay? I go, yeah. Well, he's like, you've been coughing for like the last hour. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sick. Um, so that wasn't good. I felt terrible out there. It just wasn't bad. So I, I wouldn't gotten the ground blind in my farm. I thought that might, you know, muffle me a little bit. Um, I don't know. It didn't. I, also, I had some. I mentioned this before the show, but I'll mention it on the podcast. I had a string of bad luck on my farm. Someone shot a deer in my farm. I know because I went there and I found the gut pile last Thursday. Um, they took down my lucky tree stand. It had been there. I had a tree stand there since I was like 10 years old. I shot a bunch of deer out of it. And it just been torn down. It, they took off the ladder. Like what you do when someone's a stand on your land. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my land, and it's been there since I was ten years old, and I'm thirty now. So it's twenty year old stand. You know, mm-hmm. I think I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, so in the midst of all this, my mom is not really concerned about hunting; is more concerned about someone's on the back end of our family land, specifically the part I own. So she's been texting, calling me. She's like, "We need to get a surveyor out there. We need to have the lines." Mark, we need to do all this, and I'm just like, "Oh God, why does this all have to happen right before this?" Like. Right for rifle season. Right, so, right in the middle of the, I've been the dealing best with the whole part of the season. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I've been dealing with the whole mess of stuff because of this. It's been great. Yeah. Um, I went out today for the first time since I shot my buck on November 2nd. So two weeks, exactly. Um, had a decent sit. It was windier and I'll get out today. Um cold good heavens it was cold i went out after i dropped my daughter off to school so got it in the stand i think i was settled in by like 9 45 hunted from 9 45 to 2 um and then in that span saw a 
oh, I don't know, probably two and a half year old, eight point running around. He had one side broken off, so he'd clearly been fighting. Um, but him and a spike were just circling this same bottom that I shot my buck out of. There must have been a hot doe in there somewhere because they were just panting. He came by like 15 yards, just panting nose to the ground, trying to find it. Um, I got down and kind of scouted my way out back to the truck and set up. Um, they had done a little bit of clearing and, uh, there's this long, like cut path that goes in between two blocks of timber. I just sat there and I was like, you know what, if anything's on the subwind side and it comes trickling through here, I'll get a perfect, you know, get a perfect shot. I was bow hunting too, by the way. Um, and it, uh, if I had a rifle, I'd have filled my second tag today, but had uh, a doe come through probably five minutes after I was set up on the ground. She was at 10 yards, had no idea I was there. She kept looking behind her and then, uh, buck had come trickling down. I thought he was going to follow the same path that she did. Well, he ended up getting behind me and, uh, he was at about, I'd say between three and five yards so close that I could hear him panting and grunting from chasing her. Um, and yeah, when I kind of turned to, uh, make sure that he was legal and was going to be, you know, my personal preference to shoot. Um, he didn't like that movement. They both bolted out of there, but, uh, it was good to see that, you know, getting within three yards of a buck on the ground while bow hunting. I was, uh, pretty happy with that. For sure. You, so you talk about that. What you, you talk about that. And it reminded me that there was a, guy in mississippi i know this isn't a missouri hunt but he was on public land on the ground got up there late gotten some palmettos for cover uh and ended up getting a 160 inch class buck from eight yards with a bow in mississippi that's a giant i mean that's a giant missouri but in mississippi i know that's a giant good heavens 160 inches yeah that's and yeah so, that's a toad uh you, you talk about hearing him breathe and uh i would imagine if i'm on the ground that close to a buck they'd hear probably my heartbeat <laughs> if, if it's still beating. Uh, i was hoping that he would just kind of well and where he stopped was in front of this huge brush pile so i knew he was going to either come even closer to me or loop around even further downwind um and with that doe there, man, I mean, you got two sets of eyes looking at you. You can't get away with anything that close. Um, but now I'm going to go out tomorrow um, before work and do kind of do the same thing. Just hunt that midday portion. My cameras had been showing decent movement. I mean, this time of year, you just got to go out when you can. It's yeah. It doesn't matter. These bucks are still going to be doing their thing, looking for, looking for does. So it's just time on stand. That's it. Well, do y'all have anything else you wanted to touch on for tonight? No, I don't think so. I'm just anxious to uh, to get Noah on. Um, yeah, anxious for this weekend. I just kind of back to football. I guess to wrap it up, um, I, I really need us to um, kind of get that swagger back. I need us to get. You know, not a not an Evelyn Christian. Um, I'd like to see Louisiana Tech, even with them scoring less points, Louisiana Tech scored. Um, I just I need a good, convincing, solid victory, no injuries, um, and then 
get ready to turn around and have a short week because play Saturday and then Arkansas comes back to town Friday. So that's uh, one last day that they got to prepare. And um, yeah, I just, I just need this weekend to be a convincing win again, injury free. Um, we could, <laughs> we could go into the, we want to see Sam Horn play, but I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I'm that, that ship personally for me has sailed. We're just going to dance with the one that brought us kind of deal. So, yep. That's my two cents, I guess. <laughs> At least I don't know what you got. No, I, I get it. I agree. Um, stick with the cook, but we need, we need a good win. We need to look good. We need to get some momentum rolling on Arkansas because Arkansas can be winnable, but not if we're not playing like now if we're playing at the high level. Like, if we come out flat like we have against uh, Florida and some other teams, it's not even going to be a chance. But we come fired up. We come out there, you know, on defense flying around and offensive lines getting, you know, good running lanes. We can win that game. We can win six games. We can go to a bowl. You know, good stuff's still in front of us. But if I think it starts, you're right, with getting a little momentum going this week. And I just – I want to see – I want to see, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I want to see Cook – elevate his play i don't want to see him play down to new mexico state there's no way that at home against you know i'm not trying to discredit him but let's be honest there's a reason that they're on the schedule it's a it's a the final tune-up um i want to see him ball out he plays like he did against tennessee and it'll be uh you know a very comfortable victory um but if we see him you know Personally, I would like to not see him play the second half, but we'll see. That may be too much to ask. I I look for Jack Abram to get some snaps this week just for the fact senior, uh, the way Drink talked about him in his presser this week. Uh, I know that's not the quarterback any of us want to see in there, but uh, I kind of look for him to get some snaps in this game. Uh, maybe we'll be far enough ahead that Sam Horn finally gets to take a snap as a Missouri Tire quarterback because my concern with him is he goes and has a really good baseball season and we lose him to MLB. Uh, and that's that's a real possibility because it was talked about him coming out of high school going straight to baseball. So I, uh, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I Like Kyler Murray, I think he knows where the money's at. And yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, maybe, but I think he likes baseball. He wants to play D1 ball, SEC ball, which he can here. But I, 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 I think, I think he's in it for football. I really do. I do too. I'd agree. I, I think, you know, had he chose to um, invest more time for him personally in that in that path, I think he would have. Um, I think seeing him. You know, I guess he can't really help that he didn't get drafted. You know, you can't you can't pursue something if it if that door isn't open for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'd agree with you, uh, Case, that the uh, you know the Kyler Murray situation. Um, you know, there's however many however many pitchers on a, a farm system. You know, from single A all the way to the majors that you know, and however many pitchers on that team. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I think also, he's I think he's locked in on football. Think about it like this. Do you want to be, let's, let's, I don't know, I know the Royals farm system best. You want to be riding around on a bus in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, playing for the Naturals, playing the Springfield Cardinals and the Tulsa Thrillers, 
where you know riding a bus eating you know crap food or do you want to be traveling with an sec team and i know like oh missouri no we have great facilities we have you know five-star meals for these players they're getting treated like kings you know riding around jets or you know riding around you know like bull durham so i'm yeah. saying you know what i mean like i got i take football i take being a college player over being a minor league baseball player every day it's a rough go until you get to the big leagues yeah it's a grind to grind for sure. I just I feel like that would be the ultimate uh, Missouri thing for us fans. <laughs> oh, you know we have this four-star quarterback from Georgia coming in, and he's yeah. he's on the team for a year, and he never plays a snap, and then he goes major league baseball. But right. uh, don't forget, also since this basketball podcast Sunday. At 6.30, uh, Jerry Rice's Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State uh, comes to Missouri Arena to play. So uh, you get two chances to support the Mizzou men this week. Yep. Yes, indeed. So, well, fellas, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, hopefully it's not. So Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> you know, hopefully next week we're beating our chest and being proud yeah. Tigers. Yep. So yes, indeed. Sure. I'll, I'll keep you all updated with the uh, with the Noah Carter thing. Hopefully we'll get him, get him on sooner rather than later. Noah, if you're listening, you have an open door there, fella. Anytime. Anytime. Well, for Skeeter, Case, and Cole, hope everybody has a great week. and. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. The Tigers, y'all take care.